This is the Stay Healthy Experience, uh, and today I am very excited, delighted uh, to be able to sit down with Claudia Steppen. I said yes. the last name correctly. Yes, whoop, you whoop. did. And uh, of course, we have BK Barbara Chris. Hey. Um, some people think BK is for Burger King. Yeah. Um, I mean, I like it. And we're going to talk about wellness today <laughs> because each one of us is in that space of wellness. Mm-hmm. And what's fascinating about you is that I always, when I talk about wellness or people who want to become like a wellness expert in my space, Mm -hmm. I say, you want to have the heart of a teacher. So you're a teacher, Mm -hmm. you're in the wellness, so you're that. Yeah. And you're a mom (laughs) and you're a wife and you're like, I mean... So, so share with everyone who like who you are, like what is your days like? I mean. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I, I think um, my days are very busy. Like I think a lot of people out there uh, these days, you know, especially parents mm-hmm. um, are juggling a lot. So we juggle a lot. My husband and I, we have three kids. I am a principal now. I was teaching for 13 years before I went into admin. Went back and got my master's degree and on top of teaching while my husband was running a business and we were raising three kids. So like our days were, you know, wake up early, go to bed late and there's no stopping like, mm-hmm. in between. So um, we have always been um, active, healthy people, but obviously as we get older, things get <laughs> a little harder. And I have always had a passion for education and health and wellness, but I didn't have a means to kind of really share anything in terms of like a professional route with with mm-hmm. health and wellness so my own journey with finding some solutions around gut health and nutrition led me to just simply want to help other people and leverage social media to kind of just share my experience and start to kind of just promote and inspire people to really first of all like kind of just stop and slow down mm-hmm. and recognize how important it is that we take care of ourselves every day and I think as parents um we tend to always want to do for others first and then as parents we can start to like you know put ourselves last right it's for career sure. it's kids and then if us there's something last. left over in time then it's us last and i think i hit a point in my life where i was like i have to prioritize myself first and i and my husband and i like wanted to support each other in that and make sure that each of us has time every day something mm-hmm. for ourselves um so that we weren't burning ourselves out while trying to do for our kids you know and kind of reversing that kind of mentality around we have to put ourselves first and not feel guilty about it because it'd be better to be able to give more in the long run so so are you someone who (laughs) believes and i think we were just talking about this yeah or i was talking to someone about it yeah and that is that when you're married before the kids you have this conversation that hey (laughs) it's you and me now the kids are going to come but it's you and me and at least most people I know who, who got married, mm-hmm. then it was all about the kids and it was never about them. So they lost them and then they lost themselves because everything is with the kids. Yeah. And you've been successful with it, right? <laughs> right? I, I haven't been. Yeah. Me neither. <laughs> it's hard. It's, it's hard and you have no idea. You know, again, it's like you don't know going into it. I, I didn't know mm-hmm. before having kids just how much of a challenge it is yeah you know um it's the best thing right like it's the best feeling Mm -hmm. that i remember first feeling that love come over like of like staring at your baby and going like oh my gosh this is yeah this is the love my parents feel for me you know Mm -hmm. and experiencing that um but also like just realizing i mean 
sleep deprivation is hard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Right? And like the first few mm-hmm. years, um, whew, you know, it takes a toll. It takes a toll. And that's where, you know, it's so important to continue to really take care of yourself and to, you know, and if you can do that as a couple, as a family, you know, it, it benefits the whole family. Right. But yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, that was, that is the natural, I think, thing that happens without consciously being aware of it. Like, it wasn't until, like, seven years in that I was like, whoa, like, yeah. I can't keep up this pace. Like, what, whoa, like, what happened? So, <laughs> yeah. so you figured it out, like, so you guys didn't go in with the plan in the very beginning. No, I mean, we were, we were, we were, we met snowboarding on the mountain. My husband surfed. We, we were active, you know, when we, before kids, right? It wasn't right. a challenge to be healthy, really. Right. You know, because you have your job and then you have all all the rest of the time is for you right and um so then you know we didn't intentionally do anything other than we were excited and ready to have children and we just naturally wanted to pour everything into them and and you just do it and you're like you're not even aware that like you know you're kind of starting to let things go because we didn't feel an impact of it until right. it kind of built up too but you know it um and then it just was like, well, you know, we really need to, and we still did, we didn't like let everything go. Like we still kept mm-hmm. many things in place, but again, just the compound effect of stress. Um, I think that's the big factor that comes in is the stress, you know, right. trying yeah. to juggle so many things. Mm-hmm. And then imagine like if you financially are strapped. Right. Yeah. So you bring in the financial challenge oh, yeah. with so the kids and the losing everything. yourself. Everything. It's like all this pressure on your shoulders. Because yeah. you were saying about, what, seven years after you first started having kids is when mm-hmm. you really felt the... Right. The, like, why am I tired all the time? Yeah. Why, <laughs> yes. why do I wake up and think? My first thought in the morning was, like, and I would fall asleep <laughs> with my kids. I would read to them at night and then, like... Fall asleep it, with them? I, I couldn't stay awake. Oh, my like, goodness. So we were in the same club. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then my husband would come find me in, like, one of their beds and be like... You know, yeah. come to sleep, and um, so then I'd go to sleep. So I was sleeping long periods of time, but probably not deep. Not uh, quality. I wake up, you know, very easily because again, like that mom, you're now you're like every little sound is like right. mm-hmm. what's that? <laughs> um, and I would wake up in the morning, and my first thought was just like five more minutes, hit the snooze button. Like I'm still tired, right? And um, but mm-hmm. then I'd get up and I'd I'd make it through the day at work. But then driving home from work is when that like next You'd wave feel of like. It yawns would come and so again like I, I really didn't know what else I could really do differently mm-hmm. because we did keep our nutrition right the whole time and we did still we were still physically active with our kids like because we would go hike with them and bike with them and things like that but um I just was kind of like you know join the tired moms club mm-hmm. well, you, <laughs> sh- you should write a book yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Well, I just wrote a book. I, I was part of a book just recently. Um, and so I had my first taste of being an author um, with other authors as well. So it was more like a chapter. Right. Um, but I did get some good feedback from the editor and said, you know, you have a really good grasp nice. of being able to storytell. And I was like, huh, maybe I'll write a book. But like, yeah, I say write a awesome. book. Awesome. Because I'll never forget, yeah. like, before when I got married uh, and before the kids... Uh, well, we knew the kids were coming. Yeah. I'll never forget my ex-wife he was reading everything. And she wanted to go take these classes. And she wanted to watch these videos. And I got to a place where I was like, hey, I'm, I'm supportive. I'll do all of that. Right? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. However, I don't think there's anything that can prepare us for what's about to happen. <laughs> and I learned oh. that when I went into the Marine Corps. Because mm-hmm. in the Marine Corps, you, you go to boot camp. 
but there's nothing that's going to prepare you for Vietnam. Like there's, mm. I mean, you, you do get some skills and you yeah. have some knowledge, right. but it's one of those things that when it happens, you just got to just flow with it. Exactly. You gotta, you gotta just, there's nothing like experiencing it firsthand. Yeah. But it would have been nice to have read a book by someone like yourself yeah. that not only talks about what to do with the kids, but <laughs> right. how to keep it together so that you're more yes. in love yes. 15, right. 20 years later and not like divorced like me. Right. Or, or <laughs> even like as a mom, as for me, because I have one, uh, one child. He's 16 yeah. though now. But I remember it being a challenge just to be able to leave him, you know, down in his little, mm-hmm. that little bouncy chair. Mm-hmm. And actually make a meal because I was so just conflicted with I need to be with him mm-hmm. and I was scared if he would cry. I mean, everything was such a big deal. Mm-hmm. I remember thinking, God, it'd be nice if he came with a with an owner's manual. Yeah, you well, know, there's but lots <laughs> of what, right? That's the other thing though. There's so many. There's a lot of stuff out there, mm-hmm. you know. And sometimes, too, right? Like that can cause stress, like because. I know when mm-hmm. my kids weren't sleeping through the night, right? You start yes. to go like, okay, like what method do I need to try? And then you yes. read this book and you read that book and you just like try and like I mean try I tried everything and then it just be like Yeah. And everybody has an opinion. White yeah, and I just like, <laughs> wave the white flag. It's just like I need the path of least resistance because I have to get up and go to work in the morning. Yep. So it's like I don't you know, so I gave up. <laughs> and you just you surrender. You went with I the, surrendered with the, with the and flow. Then, like finally eventually they slept through the night. Although some of my, my my son will still wake up sometimes and come back and stand at the edge of our bed and be like, I Mom. can't sleep. <laughs> <laughs> like, Look, you can just crawl in. Just crawl in. Just don't even wake us up. Just crawl yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. Luckily, we have a king-size bed, you know. But, but uh, yeah, like, you know, information overload can be sometimes stressful, I think, on yeah. parents, mm-hmm. too. And For like, sure. And, and when it comes to health and wellness and nutrition and all that stuff, too, there's, like, 50,000 different, like, do this, do that, do this, Oh, my do gosh. That, do yeah. Yeah. No, it's crazy out there. Yeah. And, and, which which leads me to <clears throat> one of the things I want to talk about, right? Yeah. Is something that can help everybody, right? So as we are still in the midst of COVID, mm-hmm. and people's lives have been turned upside down. Yeah. There is an opportunity for people to become healthier during this time. Mm-hmm. I've been saying this since this all started. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in the midst of all of this, we did a clinical trial mm-hmm. in Pennsylvania, your home state, yeah. mm-hmm. and I went back and forth. For 14 weeks, every week, was I was on the plane. Weeks. Yeah, dang. Every okay. week, I got on the plane, went there, did the program with the uh, a group of people, mm-hmm. um, under resource. Um, most of them were Medicaid, some were Medicaid, uh, Medicare, mm-hmm. and um, we. It was a clinical, right? So we did all their blood work up front, mm-hmm. and during all of this craziness, the outcome is we saw hemoglobin A1Cs, people who are type two diabetic, mm-hmm. drop two percent. Which is mind blowing. Yeah, we saw triglycerides, cholesterol, blood pressure, all improved like yeah. dramatically mm-hmm. as a result of these people becoming educated and learning how to be healthier. Right. <clears throat> During all of the COVID, yes. so we're in class. People got masks on. Mm-hmm. They're separated. <laughs> so if they can do it, mm-hmm. then everybody can do it. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So I would love for us to each share some tips, things that have worked for each one of us mm-hmm. during the COVID. Because I mean, I see Barbara pretty much at least once a week yeah. but she hasn't gained 20 pounds during no. the COVID <laughs> no I'm good <laughs> no quarantine 15 for you no I'm going so, down winning. hashtag winning <laughs> that's right so I mean so maybe you can start like what did you personally do Barbara during COVID and what are you still oh, doing that's helping you not 
decline with your help, mm-hmm. but you're running forward with your help. Yeah. Oh, that's a, such a good question. Thank and, you. And, and, yeah. put a lot of thought into that. Yeah. So we could just end, <laughs> we could just end right here. You know, actually, you know, one of the first things that I noticed, which ties back to exactly what you said, even just as, as parents, is having to deal with stress and pressure mm-hmm. and crazy schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, the first thing that I did is I, as best possible, is I maintained my regular routine. Mm-hmm. And that was going to bed at a certain time, waking at a certain time and if that meant I was waking because I was doing some kind of exercise in the Mm -hmm. morning I was making myself do that Mm -hmm. and it came down to a lot of times where it was stressful especially at the very beginning when you'd go to store and you know there's no toilet paper and you're thinking god do I need a am I gonna have no toilet paper or Mm -hmm. food or whatever um it was really important that I had that discipline to keep following through with the things that I knew worked for me and kept my brain and my mind sane Mm -hmm. as as, Mm -hmm. as sane as possible Mm -hmm. That was the first thing that I did, is I hit that part. Mm-hmm. And I just continued to do that throughout the entire time. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could keep going on more, but that was probably the first thing that I did. And of all keep of that, yeah. <clears throat> if someone's listening and they're not in the best shape, mm-hmm. but they're going, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm watching this show, yep. I'm listening in, uh, what kind of tips can you give them right. that you know has worked for you or maybe even for some of your clients? Right. So one of the things, that's another another good question. Jeez, I'm on a roll today. He's on a roll. I mean, like... So Which means the, that I guess I'm horrible at asking questions <laughs> normally. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. no but, um, but it's, it is good because I do get that question from especially my clients that are um, maybe new to working out or, mm-hmm. they're, or they're getting back into it. Mm-hmm. And I always share with them is to create a new schedule. And that might be if they can – a lot of times they do want to exercise and they're just kind of struggling with where to fit it in. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're, their schedule's crazy. Mm-hmm. They're schooling at home. Mm-hmm. And I like to tell them if you get up – 20, 30 minutes early, mm-hmm. just carve out that time. Mm-hmm. Even if it's walking for 20 minutes, if, if it's more than what you were doing before, mm-hmm. that's already a win. Right. And then before you know it, it becomes, it becomes a routine mm-hmm. for them. And I, t- I like to tell them, too, if you can get it done in the morning, then you'll, you're more yes. likely to just get it done in general. If you, if you put it off to the afternoon, mm-hmm. like you said. Things can go high wire. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then before you know it, it's like, yeah. I, I want to go to bed and right. forget it. So. That would be, is to do it in the morning. Well, so now we're going to shift to you because for me, how you answer this says a whole bunch. (laughs) Because, and when I say that, it's a compliment because being a professional, having your, you know, you basically have two professions Mm -hmm. and you're a mom. Mm -hmm. Um, As we all know, you got three kids, some teenagers, right? (laughs) (laughs) They're at home. I mean, that's a lot. So if you can have if you can have your shoulders pulled back and mm-hmm. your head you're lifted up yeah. and you're walking around still like I mean what is what is your, what was your secret Yeah Well I, I like I have mentioned I think it's about really knowing getting the mindset that's like it's it's I have to do this for myself you know pri- prioritizing yourself and really knowing that you know you're not going to feel guilty about it it's a must right and and it's a non-negotiable and even if it is Mm -hmm. i I love what you said about just 20 minutes um because i think you know it's so important when you are a person that's listening that doesn't already have this routine or Mm -hmm. this they don't have their system in a lot of times people don't know where to start or they try to change too much at once and then they can't stick to anything yeah. and then they feel like it's like an, an all or nothing thing and then you either are on the wagon or off the wagon right and i really think that starting with just 
one thing. Pick one thing mm-hmm. to start. Um, whether that's a new morning routine. I think morning routines are powerful because mm-hmm. how you start the day dictates the tone for the day. You know, right. so yeah. I think if you're gonna pick a time to add in something, you know, morning. I I totally agree with that. Um, but picking one thing, you know, even if it's just for this month, I'm gonna eliminate all beverages except for water, and I'm just gonna do water only for 30 days. That's something anybody can do. Mm-hmm. It save probably save you some money, you know, especially if you have a filter at home or, you know, it's there's low cost, no cost, and simple habits you can start with, build it, and then add a different habit. You know, yeah. just keep adding one habit at a time. So for me. Um, during all this time, I, you know, I did have routines in place. So right. I, mm-hmm. I, I came into a situation very strong, and that's why it's so important, right? Because you want to be in your best health physically, mentally, emotionally. Yep. And you want to do everything you can to protect those things on a regular basis because life will throw crap at you. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's not if, it's when. It's not if, it's when. <laughs> and the more you invest in that, just prioritizing that, no matter what it is, you know, and taking that seriously. And a lot of times it's not about spending more money, it's about actually spending less money on things that aren't good for you, you know, taking out Mm -hmm. things. Um, When that situation does happen where we're in a global pandemic, you know, you're set up to roll with it and and you now have the tools in place, you know what works for you. Um, So, but I, uh, through this whole situation, I've seen a lot of people been able to reach out to me and I'm sure reaching out to you because mm-hmm. it is making them have that moment of going, you know what, I need to take better care yes. of myself. Right. Because we know that with all of this and our immune system, it is about our health. Uh, you know, it's, it's mm-hmm. you know, the best defense is a strong offense right like you want to have that your body is has a strong immunity you know so that when all that life is starting Mm -hmm. to throw at you you know you are at your best to be able to get through get through things so i think a lot of people during this time um thankfully it's a great opportunity you know for people to go you know what it does matter that you know nothing's more important than my health especially people that have seen people have people in their lives that have gotten sick right like what is more important than that yeah well it's it's one of those (laughs) things where like when you say it uh and i get it right because there's some really smart people here yes um i'm talking about you guys not me (laughs) 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 but it's one of those things where i'm reminded and when you had the opportunity to see that study group yes um, when you're dealing with people who don't have the education right Mm-hmm. And there are uh, many underlining like mental health challenges that people yeah. experience, right? Um, and they don't know how to tap into what you said mm-hmm. is to create boundaries. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you said, no one's blocking what I'm going to do every mm-hmm. day. And the only other person I like the first person I saw that way, the way you just mm-hmm. described it was my mom. My mom, when she decided that she was going to, like, get healthier and, mm-hmm. and she ended up losing 125 pounds. Uh-huh. Uh, and she always had a big purse. So wherever we would go, she would have, whether it was rice cakes or whatever she was mm-hmm. eating. Oh, funny. She would have it in that purse. Mm-hmm. And we would go, oh, mom, you got to try this. And my mom has attitude. Like, you, know, you ever watch a Medea <laughs> movie, then you'll see my mom. Like, 
She is Medea. She'd like hit you with the purse. She'd be like, boy, <laughs> I'm going to do what I do and you do what you do. You know, that's, oh, that's, that's my mom. Mm-hmm. Like she's more of like, you're not going to mess up my mornings. Yeah. I said, mom, come on. I want to take you somewhere. No, no. Yeah. What did I tell you yesterday? Right. I wake up in the first hour. I, I walk on the tread. I do mm-hmm. my thing. So I love that. And to me, that's a big tip for people. Heck yeah. Is to be uh, apologetic about it. And what you just said about how difficult, I mean, there is is a lack of knowledge. There is is confusion about things. Mm -hmm. There is a lot of mental health component to it. It's an emotional thing to take care of yourself. Yeah. You can, there's a lot of self-sabotaging happening oh, a lot. out there so, in the world. Yeah. And so reaching out to get help. I mean, don't anybody that's listening that feels like they need, mm-hmm. like I need to, but I don't know where to go, reach out, right? Like listening to the podcast, reach out to you, exactly. right? Exactly. Look around the people that are around you. And it doesn't, again, it have, it just find someone who is, can help. Mm-hmm. Get a partner, like, you know, do it with someone. Like, don't try to, like, just suffer alone. Exactly. You know, and, and, and reach out because. Yeah. What's, what's, I feel like there's a, there's some, there's yeah, something going like, on. There's a vibration going on. I feel ah, like. You picked it up. No, I was just about to say, so what does America's fat loss coach do? Or what did you do? <laughs> what did you do during this whole thing to stand I gained about 15 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was really tough. Yeah. Because our, our business, a large part of it was framed around events. Mm-hmm. Um, literally, we were in Vegas in February at this big conference, and we did almost $4 million in deals on the floor. I remember that. And this was all built around events. Mm-hmm. And we're toast champagne. Mm-hmm. Life is like, <laughs> we're about, we're blowing it up. I think I remember that post. I, I was so, me and the, uh, Ziggy. Ziggy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ziggy. Like, cheers, so we Ziggy. Killed, I mean, we killed it. Mm-hmm. The world was ours. And then, boom. Yeah. <laughs> Lingering. No, it was, I mean, like, <clears throat> over. And everything was done. I mean, we were, I was getting ready to shoot a new infomercial. I mean, there was so much that we were ready to do, and then mm-hmm. it was all gone. Um, and it was tough. So I, I struggled through a lot of that. And mm-hmm. at one point, I felt like I touched um, depression. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. I definitely had moments mm-hmm. where I did not want to get out of bed. I mm-hmm. would have never expected that of me. Yeah. I was like, I was done. And so I think I had on and off for probably about three weeks. If I didn't have my daughters, then I was just, yeah, I was numb. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it, it sucked. Yeah. And yeah. it that, in those situ- and that's the, what I was just saying about the, the mental health component. Like you let, you know, you don't, you let it go then. Right. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, you, you don't want to get out of bed. Like that's all of that's connected, right? Right. Your physical health, your mental health, it's all connected and it can yeah. be challenging and it's real situations that are happening mm-hmm. all the time. You know, um, I don't think there's a person out there that doesn't hasn't either experienced a challenge and a dip in their life or knows someone, you know, that has gone through a dip right. and it's, it's, it's challenging. And it's still there because look mm-hmm. like every year, I, like I literally walk in shoes of compassion and empathy. Mm-hmm. And that's why I believe I've done well in the space that I, I do work in. Mm-hmm. Um, and during the holidays is when I'm, I feel it the most because when I see people, like if I bought a brand new car, I wouldn't post it on Facebook in December. I just, oh, I, I, just I just, I hear you. Yeah. That's just not me. Mm-hmm. And yes, I worked hard. And right. yes, I feel like I deserve it. Right. But I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to show the, the Christmas tree with a big focus on how many gifts are under mm-hmm. it. Because I know people are watching and 
people are struggling all the time. Yeah. And so for me, I'm always thinking about that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, there's an argument on the other side of it. But uh, for me, it's like I want to remind people, think about other people. Mm-hmm. Yes, share yeah. on social media and all that. But let's lift people because not everyone can buy their kids gifts this year. Right. You know, it, it, it's, it's horrible. Mm-hmm. But to shift and not get right. myself into a depression, um, <laughs> you said something earlier, and we talk about this a lot, and that is a lot of the confusion right. around how to become healthier, like what's right and what's not. And so this morning, I wanted to share something with you guys. Oh. Uh, so I even wrote it all wow, out. I no didn't want to miss it. anything. Okay. And, and I posted this question on Facebook because I wanted to see what people thought. Uh, and that was when you go with a alternative to cow's milk, like a plant-based I milk. I saw your question oh, yeah. Yeah. on Facebook. And right. if you read through it, it's fascinating yeah. because the number one seller in North America is um, almond milk. It beats okay. everybody. Uh, second to that is wow. oat milk. And third, which is constantly declining, is soy milk. Um, mm-hmm. Now, I've been drinking soy milk since 1989. My kids grew up on soy milk. So if it wasn't breast milk, it was soy milk. Mm -hmm. And I'm very clear on soy. I get it. And it's so sad because I watch everyone. They just, they, they're getting information that's not real. Like they'll say that soy milk has this estrogen component. Yes. Uh, But what a lot of those people don't realize is that yes, it does. But it also has an anti-estrogen component to it, depending on where it is in the body. Mm -hmm. And... Three years ago, they did a major study. Over 6,000 women they had followed for nine years. The women who consumed soy on a regular basis, like high amounts of it, had a significantly reduced likelihood of getting breast cancer, first or recurrence. And then when you look at the data around the world, you'll notice that people who drink and consume soy, um, breast cancer is almost not even there. Mm -hmm. You go to Japan, you go to China, they're eating soy every day. And... No one's getting breast cancer. Mm-hmm. Wow. And then, you know, you'll have the guy saying, well, it's going to cause my estrogen levels to go up really, right. really high. And yes, I'm going to have that. man boobs. <laughs> 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 the soybean's like, no, no, like, <laughs> And again, you know, I don't have man boobs. <laughs> um, and that's not what's going to cause it. And so there's a lot of data out there that the estrogen, uh, the isoflavins that are connected to estrogen as far as from soy Mm -hmm. is not causing all these problems. And so a lot of people have bought into that narrative and they avoid soy. And let me just say before you guys run with with this and we go somewhere else, is that there's a lot of people going, well, I'm allergic to it. Okay. always If you're allergic to something, don't consume it. (laughs) You know, don't be Will Smith in that movie when, uh, what was it? Was it Fish? That he ate or crab? Oh, yeah, shellfish. He's all swollen. (laughs) (laughs) If you know you're allergic to something. Just, yeah, avoid it. Stay away (laughs) from it. It's not on your list. Anyway, I touched on all my key points. That's pretty good. That was good. Actually, no, there was, I I went to PubMed and I looked at a couple more things. So I'm going to read this. And one study says, drinking soy milk cuts circulating estrogen levels in half. Okay. Uh, which significantly reduces uh, the likelihood of breast cancer. Researchers also discovered Mm -hmm. that estrogen levels stayed down for over a month after they stopped drinking the soy milk. Uh, Another Mm -hmm. one that was quite interesting was that soy consumption reduces the likelihood of uh, um, prostate cancer for men by 30%. Okay, This is all proven stuff. Mm -hmm. And there's people who are 
They, they treat that like kryptonite. Yeah. Uh, and soy also reduces bone turnover markers in women during early menopause, which is going to help with osteoporosis. Whoa. So the benefits totally outweigh the perceived negatives. Right. But the perceived negatives is what is leading the way and causing people to choose to avoid things soy. like soy milk. Mm-hmm. So what was the, uh, the majority of, or the right. answer on that post that you said that you, you, you had them say, or you asked them which one is more... Uh, the majority of people said um, almond milk. Oh, they did. Which I've done a lot of talks about almond milk. Almond milk, I think it takes like four almonds to create one gram of protein, right? So it's four almonds that make one cup of um, almond milk. Mm. So and almond milk is fine. I mean, drink whatever you, you, you want. Um, mm. But it's very low in um, protein, protein compared to like cashew milk. Okay. So most of the milk alternatives as far as to cow's milk uh, are going to be very low in protein. A high in evaporated cane juice or something like that to give it its sweetness. Yeah. Um, but even with these studies, I always encourage people go with unsweetened, right? Uh, whatever the alternative is. Yeah. Okay. But again, I just wanted to share that information with people. Mm-hmm. But it's a setup also to talk about the mis the misinformation that is out there. There's so much. It's blocking people from living their healthiest life. Right. Mm-hmm. So. It stresses them out because <laughs> it yeah. makes them think like that. Oh my gosh, it's complicated, right? It is, and it's almost like um, you know. I always try to think about it as you know, going back to just simplicity, you know, and uh, balance. And I know the diet-free life. You know, you're showing. You know, you're taking just whole foods, right? And the combination of whole foods, like you don't have to leave out this food group. You don't have to like never have this. Yeah, or not touch that ever. Right. To be healthy, you know. I, you know, it's in the stress created around food is a whole problem, too. Oh, um, and, and just the the view of food, you know, and and thinking this is bad and this is good. And, yeah. you know, but just looking at food as nutrition and fuel and if you're doing it mostly right. There's room in your life for any you know a treat right Right. without guilt like i you know like you shouldn't if you want to have a piece of pie on thanksgiving like you shouldn't be sitting there and having a full-on like right have to sit outside afterwards or then feel bad about yourself (laughs) after right like there's like all the things around um well it's interesting i watched whenever you post food on your Mm -hmm. facebook yeah she makes fat burning meals every time yeah. Oh, you do. Uh-huh. Now, and you don't know our program. <laughs> well, and you, you, showed it, you showed it to me once. When you showed it to me when I met you the first time, you gave me an overview, and I was like, oh, like that looks Makes like sense. how I eat. Well, good. Yeah. Like, I'm doing it right. Like, I was like, because I've, you know, that just happened to be how I've eaten most of my life. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I, I have to say that, you know, I'm just thankful for is because it's like, as a child, you don't pick, you know, your parents. Um I just, I was lucky to be raised with just, you know, my mom cooked. We mm-hmm. didn't have a microwave, really. We didn't go out to eat very much at all. Um, fresh stuff. But we also had a little candy basket. You know, mm-hmm. we, you know I had Kool-Aid. Yeah. <laughs> so you had a variety. <laughs> had Tang. You know, I mean, we had those, oh, like. Tang. I remember right? Tang. <laughs> the powder. The powder, right? Hey, I, I think I'm going to go. Can you still buy so, Tang? I, <laughs> Probably on Amazon. Probably. Um, but you know, we had, it wasn't like they, my parents were like, you know, everything healthy, everything healthy, you yeah. know, but we had like just a balanced, good food. 
Um, but we also had, you know, my mom made these these great homemade German donuts that are like still Ooh. to this day. Like when I make them, I'm like, oh my God. This See, there's a lot of that in Pennsylvania. Yeah. What's that? Yeah, like, pay, like the German donuts. Yeah, well, there's, really? yeah. what's, what's, is it different from Pastries. a regular donut? It's like a, it's a little bit like a beignet, you know? Okay. Like puffy? Puffy. Uh-huh. Um, you can fill it. You know, I fill it with, with jelly the way my mom makes it. It's, ah. it's a yeast dough. Okay. And then it's fried. So it's definitely not healthy. Right. It's, not, it's not healthy. You know, it's not healthy. But it's, the thing is, is what I, I, I thank my parents for raising me in a way that we had healthy foods. We had treats. There was never this, like, there we, you know, there wasn't dieting going on ever. Right. I never heard my mom talk about diet. I never saw her get on a scale. I saw my dad get on a scale. You know, like, so I had a very just, what as I started to eat, and make my own food, right? Like I just went off of kind of that. And know? did your mom ever have a challenge with her weight? No. Well, Not I love really. that you brought that up because I mean, oftentimes the challenges with, like, I mean, I've coached thousands of women, right, over yeah. the years. Mm-hmm. And almost always a lot of their challenges as an adult with nutrition is based on their upbringing. Mm-hmm. You know, dad looked at them when right. they were eating something and yeah. he went like this. Right. <laughs> and then... Yeah. <laughs> That's it's, horrible. It's horrible, right? It's like horrible. So stuff like that damages people. Oh, it yeah. still like, goes on. Yeah, and then it permanently creates a problem with how how you think about food, which right. is another root issue yeah, just, that can has to be changed for people. Um, but yeah, like you know, my parents weren't ripped either. They weren't, you know, back then. You know, I don't think people like devoted as much time to like you know exercise. No, you know, no. Like, they worked. <laughs> they worked. They were moving constantly. Um, you know, mm-hmm. my dad gardened and took care of the land and all of that. And they had a business. So they worked a lot and they were on their feet a lot and did a lot, you know, stayed active. Um, but, you know, my dad also developed type 2 diabetes, you know. And, um, and he never, he didn't have a weight problem. It's just he, over years. Yeah, no, he, he, uh, typical probably man, like he has more weight around his waist, you know, mm-hmm. uh, still has like thinner arms and legs. And now he's, now he's in his, you know, later seventies. So, mm-hmm. um, but never like, but definitely, yeah, he, I mean, he, I've tried to help shape. Right. He's like, <laughs> he's, he's so good. He's, yeah. He's like, I mean, I'm good. you're not going to change. No. At this point, yeah. but very healthy attitude, very positive person, very and- healthy individual, you know, and, um, my mom smoked cigarettes, so that's another thing that, like, you know. Um, does she still for, smoke, yeah, or she she has tapered, um, but still does? I mm-hmm. think you know. So it's something else that you know. Generations, you know, different generations. Some things just, you know, were of that generation. Oh yeah, that was yeah. definitely the case for her in growing up in Europe, and she's she's European oh. as well, and. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, back then that was like that was, was what you did it was very yeah, and they're still very doing cool. It. I mean, I was in France last year and everybody right. was smoking. Yeah, yeah. You're like, <laughs> I know. And when, and when they, yes, I get it. So my family, my my Italian family, when yeah. they would come here, and especially it was years ago when they first started implementing the changes about you couldn't smoke in certain places, they were like, what? They, right. Yeah, they couldn't believe. Like, what yeah. do you mean I can't smoke here? And right. We we're like, no, you can't do that. Not right here. Yeah. Uh, a fight may break out. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Now, now being a school teacher, right? uh, Like I was watching this thing on social dilemma. Um, And so part of the deal with my daughters, I said, look, if you guys want this and that, I like to go to the mall and walk around. 
that's a big deal. I mean, it was oh, a yeah. big deal when we were little. Totally. Yeah. But now with COVID, there's nothing. Right. We just walk and all the stores are closed. Yeah. But yeah. they're happy. Mm-hmm. But anyway, yeah, well, <laughs> and I'm in the time. back walking and following them. And then we go to that body shop place where oh. you got to stand in line for an hour just to go the and get some soap. Place? Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. But anyway, it was all about them. <laughs> yeah. So I said, part of the deal, you guys, is that you're going to watch this show with me. Mm-hmm. And we'll go do all those things you guys want. Mm-hmm. We can watch half or we can watch the whole thing. So we watched the whole thing. Oh. And so they learned. It was cool to hear them talk. But I also see them on TikTok still doing the things that, to me, I was fearful of when I saw on social, mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. social challenges. But as a school teacher and a mom, yeah, you're seeing how this is impacting these kids at recess and yeah. any tips, anything you can share from your experience of well, what you've seen? Ooh, you know. I'm at the elementary level, so, you know, if you can keep your kids off of social media in elementary school, that's ideal. You know, I mean, if you delay it as long as possible. But at the same time, there's no way that you're going to keep it off them away from it forever. Right. right. Right? So you do have to prepare kids to use it for its advantages or choose not to use it, right? Mm-hmm. To see where the benefits are and also be able to teach them where the where the pitfalls are, where the black holes are. Because like anything, you know, I feel like as far as teaching kids, it's better to teach them about the things that they're going to encounter and what they're going to see and then where their choice is in that and where do they want to put themselves, right? Um, so elementary level, I say keep, keep them off of social media completely um, because they're just too young, you know. But as they get older, right, you have to start to give them opportunities because if you try to t- keep it away from mm-hmm. them forever, mm-hmm. like they're going to sneak it, it's, you know, then, then you've got a whole other problem between, you know, as a parent, right. you know, where <clears> your <throat> kids feel like they have to hide stuff from you. And right? <laughs> so I, I try to go the approach of um, helping them see so that when I know when they go off to college that they're well prepared and they know what to expect and they're not like in shock when they first time they go onto social media and there's like someone that posts a rude comment on there. Oh, right. right? Like, mm-hmm. so just even dealing with like bully type behavior right. on social media. Right. Um, so, you know, and the biggest thing I think for elementary kids is where I see a big challenge <clears throat> is kids want to play, many kids want to play video games. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They want to do that, right? They want to go on the iPad. They want to go on Fortnite. Which Minecraft. we all did. All yeah. my kids. Right? And I, I mean, did. Atari. I, did. I, got, I got Atari. For yeah, sure. Coleco was my first, right? And Donkey then, Kong. Yeah, I was bad. Totally. No, Pac-Man. Yeah. Yeah, but Donkey Kong, I was the man. <laughs> right. So we, we, we know, right? Because we had that. We grew up with that. Um, but we also didn't, in that, have the ability to talk to people. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. strangers. So that's a whole nother element. Yeah. But just the, um, you know, my, my parents, again, like they were very balanced. They would let us watch TV and they would let us play video games. But then it was yeah. like, you go outside now. <laughs> you know, you're right. Gonna, so it's about making sure we're keeping the balance for kids. Like what saddens me to the most is when I'm walking around and talking to kids <clears> on the <throat> playground after a weekend. And I'm like, what did you do this weekend? And they're like, oh, I played video games all weekend. Like, I'm just like, oh. And I'm just like, because it's like, I want to hear that you went to the beach or you took a walk at the park. Right. Or you, you know, you went outside, even if it's just playing in the dirt in your backyard, yeah. you know, or just that physical out in nature, being physical, 
in terms of their health and wellness, and that's what's been a huge impact with COVID too, is well, people yeah. being stuck inside and not having that. You, you have to keep going outside. You have to keep something physical active. And for some kids, it was organized sports, and it's hard to like go from right. your organized sport was your thing, and now you don't have like that. I can't even I imagine. Know. Right? I know. So I think the biggest thing we can do for children is to to help them keep a balance. It's not about saying, no, you can't do Minecraft at all. You can't do this at all, but you get this much time and then we're going to go for a family walk, you know, and also like do things with your kids, right? Because then it's like yeah. you're being active, <clears throat> it's benefiting you, right. it's time together. Right. So it's like killing two birds with one stone, you know, but help our kids keep balance because that's what they don't know how to do for themselves. They'll stay yeah. on those things. Oh, yeah. And that's their, like eyes are, you know, so you have to, you have to be, if you're going to let them, you have to really help them learn and enforce a balance. Um, and hopefully eventually they understand right. why is that balance, you know, like, no, I, yeah, I, I'll go ahead. No, I was just going to say that it, I think that especially with COVID, and especially with a lot of parents, and I'm fortunate because my son is older, so mm-hmm. I don't have to sit down with him when he does virtual schooling. Mm-hmm. I don't have to sit down with him and monitor everything that he does. He can he does it all on his own. Mm-hmm. But I feel for these parents who they're having to be the teacher, and maybe they are working at home or, or they're not working anymore. Who knows? And all that stress that they have. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I know, because I, I have my son all the time. Mm-hmm. And so I could just imagine that. Like in their minds, they're thinking the break that they want as far as thinking about, gosh, now to take time to bring them out and have, you know, mm-hmm. outdoor time. It's a, it's like another level of just pressure. Mm-hmm. And I like the fact that you said that if you can think about it, well, maybe I need that break, too, and do it together. Mm-hmm. So I've, I've even had to do that. Yeah. We walk the dogs. I'm like, right. no, we have to go walk the dogs. Yeah. Do you take and your phone with you when you walk the dogs? It's Tell in my si- it's in my truth. side pocket. Yes, I do. It's in my side pocket, and I probably should just leave. I need to just leave it. But yeah, it's in my side pocket. Mm-hmm. Would you feel the same if you left it? You feel like a part of you is missing, like an arm. Like an arm. <laughs> 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 but yeah. you know, it's I've I've realized that it's um, it's it's a lot more powerful if I do it along with them. And mm-hmm. you know, like I said, he's sixteen and. Mm-hmm. I can't just say, hey, go do that right. if I'm not showing it myself, even though I'll work out myself. But yeah, I s- that's, that's so interesting. Like what, <laughs> what I mean, people can learn from what both of you are saying. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but I would like your opinion, if you can even say this publicly. And that is, do you feel we need to get these kids back to school? Uh, yeah, percent. <laughs> uh, as a mom and as a principal, and mm-hmm. we actually in Camarillo, I'm at, in yeah. the Pleasant Valley School District. We brought kids back at the end of October. Mm-hmm. Now they're not coming back full time, like because one of the constraints right now is the social distancing, and obviously, we typically have, you know, our lower grades are capping at 27, and our fourth and fifth cap at 35 students per classroom. So, you know, you can't have 35 kids in a room right right social distance so we have um half them coming you know on an a b rotating schedule oh and it has been it it, it just everything that covid had done you know has made me again just appreciate every aspect of what school provides because it's not just the learning that's right it's community Mm mm-hmm it's community. It's learning 
to work with other people. Mm -hmm. It's hearing compliments from other people. It's working as a team. It's, you know, it's so many things. Mm -hmm. And I swear, like the first day they the kids came and we brought them back in small groups like lower we started with tk and k and they were there for the week of halloween that and they were the only ones there um so they dressed up for halloween and did a little parade you know socially distanced outside yeah but they the seeing kids just like so happy Mm -hmm. i I can i can see it and and we know as educators that We've been able to pull off a lot of amazing things through the distance learning. I mean, my teach like I go into some of these Zoom classrooms and I'm like, have you been doing this like all your life? This is like amazing. However, no matter how amazing it is, it's never going to be as amazing mm-hmm. as <clears throat> being in person. Right. You know. So kids kids need to be in school. Well and, and <laughs> I sit down. I'm telling. I sit down with my ten year old and watch her go to class, mm-hmm. and I'm like, "Poor teacher, man." It's oh, like yeah. because you have certain kids who are outgoing, and they're basically talking the whole time, <laughs> and that's great because you want some interaction. And mm-hmm. my daughters, they get all quiet and they just they're they don't even want their video on, mm-hmm. and they're just sitting there. And I'm sitting there right next to them. And I'm going, what, what kind of class is this? Right here? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because because yeah. I'm like, who's in control? That little kid right there? He goes, well, he talks a lot. And I go, I get it. I get it. And I talk to the teachers. I said, well, you got to get your daughters to interact more. Yeah. I mean, it's work. Yeah. And so then my mind goes to, and this isn't a dig on my mom. It's just the reality. You know, my mom worked at General Motors for 33 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, did not go to college. Mm-hmm. Probably wasn't the best student in, in high school. Mom, you know, I love <laughs> you. I'm just keeping it real. <laughs> But how could my mom sit down with my 10-year-old and be able to, like, navigate right. through math the way they right. do it now? And like All I just that. Her I reading. Oh. And I sat down with my daughter to do math. <laughs> now, she's a, a sophomore. Mm-hmm. She's like, I'm, like, looking at it going, like, yep, I don't remember any of that. Yeah. You know, so I'm just helping her try to, like, okay, what what where can we find the answer like what what app is right there? Yeah, you're, you're like <laughs> i'm just gonna like, pat you on the shoulder yeah, <laughs> i'm there for moral support yes you know because emotionally my my kids my boys are doing pretty good they're they're still kind of in they're in the middle school they have each other mm-hmm. they have their exercises surfing so it hasn't been impacted um because the ocean's open you know so yeah. they, they're out there getting their vitamin d in the sun and seeing friends in the water and getting out there coming home getting their work done so they're doing okay but my daughter because she's older she's a girl she's it's the teen years and it's you know i mean when i was her age everything about going to school was about friends yes Yes, i you know it was about academics too but my motivation and everything was around the social aspect at that Mm -hmm. point and um this has gone on so long that she's just depressed yeah and it is taking we are doing everything we have in our parent tool belt and my educator tool belt to support her but it's really like at this point just going like look we're going to get through it it this will end it will be over it's okay if you don't have straight a's right for the first time in your life you know it's okay because what's you know we i understand why you feel this way you know it's not like mm-hmm. sitting there going like come on just suck it up you know I mean, because it's yeah. been a long time and it's you know for for some kids 
it is actually it is working really well like they, i have they're had, thriving yeah. yeah because i have some kids that like they they coming to school and on the campus with lots of kids is is anxiety producing for them a bit at home like they've been able to really come out of their shell and they feel mm-hmm. and it's working for them like so it's just you know for some it's working but i think for the majority you know it's it's not no um, my daughter went from honor roll yeah her first year of having a chance to be on honor roll mm-hmm. last year killed it and now she's she's failing yeah most most classes yeah. she's she's behind oh. she's it's just it's crazy um it's just it's mind-blowing to yeah. me and so <laughs> let's get back to school because oh, yes. we all need to interact <laughs> ventura county everybody like let's get back in the I, red we need to get back in the red that's sure. what is the factor right now you know for the codes the code right. system that newsom has in place is um for schools that haven't opened because mm-hmm. again like my school's open so we're, we're we, we right are there now but for schools that happen haven't opened um like the junior high or the middle school and yeah, high school yeah, they have we have to get to red again which the color coding system is so like it's so i mean <laughs> green to you know give me colors that make sense with what they mean but right purple's the worst <laughs> That's right. I love purple. Purple's a happy I know you color think it'd be me. red, but yeah. You'd think it'd be red. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. But it's not. It's purple. Purple's the worst, and that's where we are. You're purple. Uh, like, I think of money. Like I a think bruise, about... actually. Maybe if you think of it that way, think of yeah. it like a bruise. There we go. No, no purple is <laughs> royalty. Just punched us in the face. Hey, that's true. Purple royalty, and green. Money. Green. Yeah. I like purple. But we gotta oh, get yeah. back to red, and then we have to, and then that's when they can move into phases of opening hybrid. But again, it's really gonna take, I guess like a solution in the medical side of things until like you know people feel until it's like we can have we don't have to worry about the six feet anymore i don't know like i mean i haven't heard a peep about the high school yet it's like well what about you two like are you guys going to do the vaccine well it's (laughs) it's one of those things like um i i never got the flu vaccine like i I, i'm not i've gotten all my normal vaccines i've given my kids all the normal vaccines you know like just you know, the things that they have to get right. when it comes to the flu shot every year, I've always not been felt like I needed it or wanted it, um, nor for my kids. But for the, for this vaccine, you know, like, I mean, if I was told I had to, I would like if someone, if they said, okay, oh, for, to, it, yeah, for your job, for my or job mm-hmm. if, if they were like, you, you have to, I would, mm-hmm. I wouldn't like, you know, quit my job because of it. Um, I think probably a lot of people out there just, you know, they're kind of like, you, can someone else go first? You know, right, for, so I think everyone else is waiting for like the first round of like, mm-hmm. okay, let's see how it works <laughs> for other people. And then, you know, um, but of course, you know, starting with people that are most, in, you know, at risk, but at the same time, you know, I hear, I have no. people I know that have gotten it that, that are healthy. So I don't think anyone knows enough about, vaccine well you I know mean, that's my concern well that's what we like, just don't know when i was sharing with you guys before we even started <clears throat> was my friend who's treated almost right around 400 people with COVID 19 mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. one person has died but her regimen has been exactly what trump said before he got COVID, mm-hmm. and because trump lifted up hydroxychloroquine mm-hmm. and the approach that he felt everybody would be able to like go with to remedy the, the situation mm-hmm. The people who hate Trump are like, man, <laughs> screw that dude. <laughs> you, cl- you clean that up. <laughs> well, they use the F word. Like people who don't like him, they just they just don't like yeah. him. And she goes, I, she says, I don't even think we, we don't need a vaccine. We we know how to treat people. And then you had all those doctors that were out there and 
they are making statements and talking about all the people that they've saved. Mm-hmm. So politics can really create a headache. Politics has for really sure. messed up this whole yeah. thing for for our country. Yes. Yeah, yeah, and in both sides. I mean, so it's not like one versus exactly. the other. I just say it's like the fact that there's a political element. Period in the story. Is, exactly. Is, is, made it um where i think people again can't trust information and you know and it's caused more stress for sure and again more stress yeah. causes more i mean it's a public health issue, health issue not is. a political yeah. issue right but. and um so you know i'm hope i i'm hopeful i mean there's periods of time where i'm like oh my gosh is this ever gonna like i know especially you know it's just a constant wave of uh, emotions, but I'm well, hopeful that the smart people will figure it out, right? I mean, there's, well, we well, have smart people. I don't know. <laughs> you know, I used, to, I used to have a column in the VC Reporter mm-hmm. years ago, and the title of my column was Body Politics, because with the body, uh-huh. because what we're talking about, right, there's so much confusion around how to take care of yourself, what's right, what's wrong. Mm-hmm. One week, coffee's okay. Next week, right. coffee's not Eggs, mm-hmm. eat them. Or bananas. Oh, st- yeah, yeah. It just changes. <laughs> like from a, it just there are politics around how we handle our body, mm-hmm. and I always share with people that you can create an argument three easy ways. You can talk about religion, and probably someone's going to get uh-huh. bent, and you're going to battle. You can yep. talk about politics, politics, and when you start talking about dieting, the different diets, mm-hmm. yeah. people will start to argue. So I want to take like the remainder part of our Uh-oh. time, and I want to interview both of you because I want. <clears throat> people to know a little bit more about you because this is your first time here Mm -hmm. yeah and then you know barbara's a nutritionist and and it's good for them to learn a little bit more about you Mm -hmm. um and not you as a teacher now we're going to shift into Uh your wellness business Mm -hmm. um but with you first kind of give us a snapshot of like like what do you do and who are the kind of people that potentially could be a client oh okay so what do i do i'm a nutritionist and weight loss coach um and and prior to that I, you know, worked in the corporate world for almost 20 years in environmental occupational health. And I just found that um, from that experience that teaching was so much more powerful in trying to help people live healthier. And, um, and I found that in working the diet-free life methodology, it really comes down to teaching, really teaching people really how to meet them kind of like where they are, mm-hmm. you know, may, have it make sense for them so that they, it can actually stick. Mm-hmm. And so I really find that when I can teach them that sustainable type method, then they get these sustainable results. So the type of people that would be a great client for me, I mean, I've, I've worked with men, women um, from 20s to, I think my oldest now is in her 70s, mm-hmm. um, post and perimenopausal women, people who are struggling with their, their weight and who have yo-yo dieted in the past and are frustrated and it seems like like you said at the very start of this talk is that one of the things that you found is that people are really looking for that answer they're just they really want to get healthier they want to find that not that temporary fix they mm-hmm. really want to find something that right. makes sense and they can stick to and i found across the board um the past six months plus you know you know my clientele has grown throughout this whole covid mm-hmm. you know pandemic it's been amazing and i have to share too that one of my most recent clients, um, she's 70. Um, I've been working with her, it's only been three weeks, and her daughter actually reached out to me, and she said, and I didn't even share this with you, she said for the first time in her life, so this is the daughter speaking of the mom, Mm -hmm. she's saying the first time in my mom's life, I actually see her having some kind of, some level of freedom with food, and I wanted to thank you for that. 
she mm-hmm. seems happy now and she's actually getting results. I was, yeah, it's like it made right. my entire week. Oh, I just couldn't believe it. It was just so, so exciting. Mm-hmm. And um, anyway, I guess that kind of summarizes right there. No, that there. was great. Yeah. yeah. And that just one, right, that's why you do it, right? Yeah, it's absolutely. Just to have that one change and that change also when you're working with people, I'm sure then impacts other people around them. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. They inspire. They don't realize who they're inspiring. Mm-hmm. So her mom now is inspiring her daughter mm-hmm. who's now seen her mom right. feel happy, feel good about herself. And now the daughter is kind of, I don't want to say reaching out to me, but just thinking like, oh, there, there is a way. Mm-hmm. There is a way with that. Like you said, and how we've, how we coach, it's not about deleting a food category mm-hmm. it's not about saying you could never have apple pie or whatever right. it may be it's just yeah how you do that and it's not just about a scale it's yes. about the health of your body it's everything it's yes everything. Mm-hmm. and that's you know i think helping people open up their right you know description of why are they changing their food it's not just about losing weight yeah. it's about i want to eat foods that nourish my body to be its healthiest and to absolutely operate its healthiest and just yeah feel good have energy yeah. throughout the day mm-hmm. be you know happy yeah and not want to like cut the heads off of your family <laughs> nobody <laughs> likes to diet people no but so. people keep doing it and you know i have noticed yeah. a big change on perception around what we all do mm-hmm. in the last 10 years you know mm-hmm. uh, 10, 11 years ago is all about losing weight and you had to have a cool spin to it. Like mm-hmm. the whole infomercial vibe was mm-hmm. happening. Yeah. And then I've noticed recently that it's all about being healthier uh, and not necessarily just losing weight, mm-hmm. which yeah. leads me to asking you that exact same yeah. question, you know, so share with those who are meeting you for the first time, like um, kind of what you do in that world mm-hmm. and what's the ideal, ideal client so what I do specifically is I just came across, you know, nutritional supplements that really worked for me for the first time. And um, so that's kind of the business, you know, of what I do. But when I'm working with people who are wanting to implement or include supplements into their bigger picture, um, I'm also helping them, you know, with coaching around. And again, it's not I have no professional background I don't, I'm not a nutritionist. I'm not, you know, I don't have a degree in anything. It's really just based on pointing people in the right direction. So I, when I talk to people and I do talk to talk to them about their food, you know, if I'm seeing that they're struggling with their choices, I'm going to point them in the direction of a nutritionist. I'm going to point them in the direction of someone that Mm -hmm. has that professional background. You know, I share what I do and I share little tips and little things, but you know, I really focus on, um, the supplement side, and that is supplements are not replacements. Supplements are there to put a layer that you can build off of. And the supplements that I use and share are based on filling in nutritional gaps and optimizing gut health. And the gut health focus is where I really help people kind of connect when they're coming to me and telling me that they're not sleeping well, Mm -hmm. their hormones are imbalanced, and they have foggy brain, and they're having trouble losing weight, and they're having low mood, high stress, all these things through the research I've done over the past six years. Because again, like where I didn't go get a degree in it, as an educator, I love to educate myself and I love to read 
and when I started using these products and they started working I was like well how is this working you know what's actually happening that's finally making a difference um, and it was the gut health component it was eliminating the bad bacteria and improving the good bacteria mm-hmm. that is in an under constant attack from stress in, in our lives mm-hmm. and is, and so stress management and um you know just the the big picture of all those things going together and just encouraging people to like make one change like i'm giving you one change a client of mine might be just their first step of changing or they might already be you know doing a lot of things right and just want to go and add in another layer Mm -hmm. um it's about giving them one thing that can create a lot of positives for them you know and then we have a private group where we have nutritionists and personal trainers connected in and we're all sharing our knowledge with our clients so that like they're getting people are getting inform all kinds of great information because again it's through the teaching right. and sharing of information and really we do that on social media and that's the great thing about social media mm-hmm. so when like with my kids like my daughter has art a passion for art i'm trying to teach her how to the benefit of using her social media to share that with the world oh, and nice. how she can yeah. use that that's a positive about social media you know it's like not all bad right there's lots of great things and mm-hmm. social media has been a way that i've been able to reach people sharing information teaching people that then they reach out to me and say hey you know i want to know more about that you know i'm i am having trouble sleeping i am having trouble losing weight i am having trouble with this you know right. and and then giving them something that helps them, but then helping them continue that change in other aspects of their life because it's like a compound effect. You know, you you help someone. And when you talk about the message you got, like the messages that I get from my clients, you know, like um, is the reason I'm willing to do it on top of a career and three kids, you know, is because it's what I want to do. I'd rather spend my screen time, my social media time, um, now that I have a way to make an impact on others, do you know, putting out content and messaging with people and helping people versus watching a Netflix show, you know. So in the past six years, I just kind of eliminated my Netflix show as mm-hmm. my like one hour downtime, you know, and mm-hmm. incorporated a way to be able to use social media to kind of just inspire people, yeah, to to make a change and to get results and to get healthier and those messages that you get from people so you know so the my ideal client someone who can benefit from what I do is someone that um, can benefit from the layer of supplements and probiotics that can support things like energy level focus attention sleep um, mood (coughs) weight management you know digestive health huge immune immune mm-hmm. system function, hormonal function, all of those things connect back to the gut biome. And uh, that's, you know, so I, I have some people that are young and, you know, I have old people, young people, all different people because all of us have this biome, you know, and can benefit from it. But for some people it's, it, it's a, they're starting from, this is the first change they're making that then catapults them into, like I think of one person in particular, um, he was in a car accident, um, which led to sedentary 
and aches mm. and discomforts, which led to mood issues, which led to weight gain, mm-hmm. right? So like compound effect, right. the negative yeah. happened for them. And when I started, when he started working, using the supplements that gave him a, a whole boost to the way his body was feeling and functioning, that then had him instead of with discomfort and mood issues, yeah. now he's working out. And it takes time. Like it's not, there's no like, you know, Poof. go from like that to that. But I mean, his before and after, like, and he's in, you know, 50, his before and after, he's changed the trajectory of his life. Mm-hmm. Changed the trajectory. Yep. And he's changing it for his children because him modeling what he's now doing now, he's, you know, he's doing things the right way. He's changed his food. He's changed his exercise routines because his body's, you know, like it catapulted him in right. that direction. Um, and now his kids, you know, kids will see what you're doing, right? Yeah. And they come and do the same thing. And I think um, that's that's kind of, you know, the, the passion behind it is seeing the change over time for people. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's really the gut health component and filling in the nutrient gaps that we all have because it's hard to meet every single nutrient need um, every single day. So when you're taking high quality things, your body actually notices the difference, right? right? Like high quality supplements, high quality. <laughs> well, you know, anytime I, I think <clears throat> of supplements, which I know a lot about that space, um, I go back to my time as a teenager and as a teenager, I wanted to get big. Mm-hmm. And so <laughs> protein powder was popular, but Uh-oh. back in the day, you know, before real deregulation and, and, yeah, right. and the door was really opened up. Yeah. Um, I was constipated all the time because <laughs> <laughs> because but you were yoked. I mean, I was yoked. I mean, that protein powder back in the day, man. Yeah, <laughs> like, I bound you up there, huh? I mean, it wasn't about taste. Uh-huh. Where today tastes great, right? Uh-huh. Tastes like birthday <laughs> cake now. Back then, it was like mix it up, go, and you just did it, right? And we were causing a lot of damage to our microbiome, <laughs> to our gut bacteria. Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, so anyway, I, you know, I'm sure somebody <laughs> appreciated that story. But I love the fact that your company and what you guys do Mm-mm. is focused on gut bacteria mm-hmm. because that is the future for mental health, for dementia, <laughs> yeah. for Alzheimer's, you name it. You know, and I'm sure you're familiar with like fecal transplants and all the stuff that's uh-huh. taking place yeah. within it's the crazy. gut bacteria. Right. And as the as the man back in the day once said, and we all know this quote, that your um, disease begins in the gut. Mm-hmm. And as we're about to close, mm-hmm. I, I do want to encourage people to reach out to both of you guys uh, to learn more about what you do in your business. It's been delightful yes. to have this conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love the fact that we're talking about gut health, mm-hmm. and that would be a big part of what we do on a regular basis. You know, as we like all communicate yeah and i think we're all in alignment with that which is awesome and we'll bring in some experts who are amazing gastroenterologists Mm -hmm. that can really talk about it uh as i shared i have a dear friend who can't wait to come in and Mm -hmm. and meet with all of us it's gonna be fascinating um but there was a guy that i met a few years ago he was 111 years old when i met him bernando goals yes right so he was born 1901 so i met him in arizona um, he lived in New York until he was 91, um, exercised every day. And then when he was 113, 
<laughs> I because I was on um, the next year and I was part of a group that they were giving him an award and I was the keynote speaker at the event. That's how I met him. Mm-hmm. And he was sharp, man. He was like sharp. Mm-hmm. And the night I met him well, before the event, he we I remember we were talking for like two hours. He didn't go to the restroom. I watched him grab a, a glass of water. His hand didn't shake. Mine was. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> right? He's testing you. <laughs> so when he turned 113, I was like, you know what? I'm going to take a video crew. And I went to Arizona. Mm-hmm. And I spent the whole day with him. Mm-hmm. We got there when he first woke up. And um, I watched him cook every meal. Oh, I watched wow. him work out. I hung out, got to see the stories. And when I'm in his house, I'm seeing like these, this, I saw this plaque that uh, was a plaque he received when he retired. In 1956. Oh, my goodness. Um, I mean, so think about that. That's crazy. And then I'm talking to him, and I'll share with him how I knew Jack LaLanne very well. And he goes, you know, yeah, I met Jack. He wish Jack had passed. Mm-hmm. And he knew Jack back then. And he was older than Jack. Right. Right. And then I brought up Dr. King. And we're, somehow we're talking about the civil rights movement. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, when I was in my 60s, I heard Dr. King speak. I'm like, what? and then he knew uh, George Washington Carver think about that he's just like I mean this guy like knew people yeah and so I have all that on video but the reason why I brought him up Uh was because Mm -hmm. I asked him questions I said what is your day like what do you contribute to like the quality of life that you have and how happy you are and the fact that you keep telling me that you never are sick he said the gut and I was like, the gut. And hmm. he was like, take care of your intestinal tract. He goes, his dad was an herbologist mm-hmm. back in the day. And oh. so his dad was always into health and well-being. Mm-hmm. And so that was just part of who he was. He had a hot dog the first time at the age of 12. And he said he got sick. And so he was primarily a vegetarian. Mm-hmm. But okay. he had that old, way, that old school way of thinking where he said, if I went to your house and you serve steak, I will eat the steak. Mm-hmm. It's not my staple. I'll eat the steak. Right. Oh, okay. It was that respect thing. If you go to, you remember, like, I think some of our parents used to, right. I heard my mom say, if you go to someone's house, you eat what they serve, boy. Oh. Right. <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Like, oh, I don't eat that, right? The, right. Yeah. And my mom would be like, what? Yeah. Right. <laughs> Which then, you know, there's lessons in that. It's kind of like my daughter. Uh, she was very curious because of TikTok of these drinks, uh, the rock star drinks and the. Yeah. Oh. Right. So, energy drinks. Yeah. Well, for me, as a parent, not to totally get too off, because I know we're closing, but I went and got her a drink. Because I know that if I don't do it, she's going to do it. Right. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. yeah they're they're going to do it when you're not around, yeah. or they're going to go over a friend's yeah. house. Yeah. But anyway, all that to be said, I appreciate everything you shared today. Thank you. Yes. For making yeah. time to. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. It's like yes, I said, thank I you. love when I have a chance to share and talk and, and talk to others that are passionate about health and wellness, because, again, like, there's nothing more important not not a thing right so if someone's listening you know and you're inspired and you're like wow you know just again to start with one thing one thing one thing it, it can be one thing it doesn't have to be i'm meal prepping on sunday now i'm going to the gym five days a week and like you know it's just pick one thing that it will be a habit that you can like you mentioned mm-hmm. Setting people up to do things that they can do for life. Right. Yeah. That's what it's all about. Like, what is something that I can incorporate and I can do this for life? You know, yep. not just for two months. Exactly. I'm like, it's <clears throat> too complicated or I'm like overly trying to be perfect. Right. Mm-hmm. It's called city slickers, you guys. 
watch the movie City Slickers. City Slickers. <laughs> remember what Curly said? No, I don't remember what he said, but I remember the movie. You need to watch the movie again. I, yeah. I know. It's like you mentioned. The you remember movie, it, right? I, I don't I know, remember the details of I know. it. See? <laughs> so remember, yes. Curly, Curly was the old guy. Yeah. That would show up. He was in part two. Yes. And he was the guy that could do the push-ups. Okay, and yes. Remember when he won an Academy Award or something? He did the push-ups. He was an older guy. But his thing was every time they would ask him, because they were all different business people and they came together and he would say, one thing is that one thing. And they would go, what is he talking about? Right. That one thing. Yeah. And it was a lesson. Get Dang. focused. Start yeah. with one thing. Yeah. Do the one thing right. And that's, I guess, yeah. too, like, there's so many things we're not in control of. Yes. On a day-to-day basis, right? Like, in the world, in life, you know, and things that can you can stress over. And I think, too, if you find yourself thinking about, oh, God, you know, yeah, when you can bring it and go, well, okay, I can't do this, but what can I do? Like, when you start to, when you focus on what you can do, 10 minutes. Yep. Even if it's 10 minutes, right, of just deep breathing, just that. If you yeah. do that for two weeks straight, mm-hmm. you've got a habit you're going to start to build, right? Start with a bite. Small. Mm-hmm. Yeah, start small, create a habit, add on to it. You so know? you're telling me I yeah. can't eat a whole elephant in, uh, you know, one right. bite? Well, you can if you want you can. to. <laughs> I mean, you can shove and, it and, down. And, and it's not that, you know, some people can. Like, some people you can't overhaul it all <laughs> but i think you know a lot of people feel like they have to wait until the gyms are open or wait yes. until this is done or wait until they have more time more time is not for some perfect right? like or you know when when the things settle down like it's life is always happening so, right you know focus think of one thing you can do and i always talk about like the water because i think that's a habit one of the first habits i introduce to people um, along with, you know, when I'm working with them is, you know, if you want to start to incorporate another habit, a very simple thing to do is just get real focused on your water, mm-hmm. your hydration. Because a lot of people are very underhydrated. Most people yeah. are Most, for sure. dehydrated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, <laughs> this has been the Stay Healthy Experience and um, all of the information for people to contact to follow you, all of us on Instagram and yes. to reach out to us is uh, provided. Mm-hmm. And, um, until the next time, we always encourage people when we when we end is I'll say things like or I'm saying, get healthy, be healthy, and of course, stay healthy. Stay healthy. <laughs>